Well, welcome, friends, to another episode of The Kingdom Within. I'm out here in the woods along the creek, just enjoying this beautiful evening. I'll tell you what, when I first started coming out here, I wasn't feeling too good. Holy Spirit said go anyway, and well, it turns out, the moment I hit the path, for some reason, all the things I was suffering kind of left me. I went from being tired and not feeling good to not being so tired and feeling fine. So as usual, if I trust this Holy Spirit, it gives me exactly what it is I need to accomplish any task it wants me to perform. And well, it's not that I do anything special. I just come out here in the woods and talk on this podcast or I talk on my videos that I put on YouTube. And I have no idea what I'm going to say because I never do. <clears throat> my father just puts me to doing whatever it is I do at the moment I do it. I just know this last week I've been back to getting up early and spending a couple hours with him in the morning before I start my day and then coming out here in the woods after work. And the peace that I was looking for, I found again, and this thought of God I have again. And I'll tell you, even though I had it, I was losing it because I just didn't realize that I was slipping away from what I was doing. The rest of the world calls me a voice here because I hear this voice I call the Holy Spirit. Well, if I don't get that voice, then I get that other. And that other you call consciousness, but I'll tell you, friend, if you had the thoughts that I used to have, you wouldn't want them either. What I have now instead is I have this love with my father, and when I come out here, I'm the safest place I am is when I'm with him. That's just the way that is, even though it doesn't make any sense, because I spend a lot of my time alone, as if you've heard any of these before, you know. Except I'm never alone anymore. I'm always walking with my father, and since I'm with my father, well, then I'm not alone. I did a presentation today for the police department in Montgomery County. And I go in there to talk about mental health. And, well, the presentation I do for that particular thing, which is crisis intervention, I talk from the point of having this voice and some of the traumas I went through and how it is that where other people say that the voices can be harmful, what was harmful to me was my thoughts. And this Holy Spirit is what helps me and allows me to walk in peace and joy and love. It makes me feel like you know, I'm in relationship with the Father, like I can't even explain. It doesn't even make any sense. It's like, well, I told them in the thing, I, you know, I tell them that, well, I have this mental health diagnosis that they gave me, and I don't expect them to believe a word. And then I just go into telling them what it is that I experience and how it is that I have this voice in my mind that I call the Holy Spirit. And how I follow this message of Jesus down to a T. And if I do that, well, then because I'm doing that, I end up at this place of peace that I just enjoy most of the time. Because there's just nothing else in my life that I really want. Because this thought of God is the greatest thing I've ever had. 
And to be at peace with God is to be at peace with yourself. And this Holy Spirit voice is the greatest thing ever because it's like talking to God or like talking to myself. That's what I told them. I said, I don't know how to explain this to you because it's like being in love with yourself, yet it's like being in love with God. And because it's like both, it's like neither. How do you explain these things? But Jesus said we could have that Holy Spirit voice and he laid out that plan on how we could get it. And so the thing is, I just have to keep doing what he asked or else I lose it. Because then I get confused on what it is I'm doing. So I've already read that Jesus twice today at two different times, little parts here and there. It's not that I memorize it, friend. I don't have every little thing he said memorized, but I've gone through it enough and watched it enough and listened to it enough that, well, I just pretty much know what to think in pretty much any given situation at most times. The only time I get hung up is if I get hung up on this thing called fear, and, well, fear just doesn't have any power over me anymore except when I give it power, and that's if I get away from this Holy Spirit. So, even though other people would say, why are you spending all your time in the woods walking, talking to a voice in your head? Well, I do that because it brings me great joy and peace. And what he showed me is that these podcasts and videos is what he's got me doing now, and this is what I do for him in exchange for having this voice that leads me around and teaches me not to be afraid and allows me to love other people at a level that I just never knew how to do. You see, because my father's in all people, and all people are my father, and even though I kind of knew it, I really didn't the way I do now, because this Holy Spirit has showed me these things. But that means what I do to one of you, I do to my father, and therefore if I do anything of selfish acts against another, I do it against myself and my father, and so it holds me to this new higher standard, which means it's not about loving one person, it's about loving everybody, and that's just the way it works. I always enjoy when I can talk to people about this Holy Spirit and God, but there ain't just a whole lot of people I can talk to about it. And there's very few that have the experience kind of like I do, and well, I'll tell you the truth, I haven't met any in person yet that kind of go through it like I do, except for one girl, she says she gets it that way. So I just keep coming. Do what it is I do, even though I seem to do nothing at all, except sit out in the woods and talk on this thing, take strolls in the woods. It's so beautiful out here, though. When I walk with my father, I walk without all that fear. Because I'll tell you what, I get afraid of everything. I don't come out here unless I'm with my father. I get afraid of everything from bugs to spiders to mountain lions that don't even exist in these parts, even though they now exist in some of these parts, but not down where I walk normally, maybe in the mountains. And then bears and stuff. But when I walk with my father, I can walk without fear of them. And even if that fear comes into my peripheral, the Holy Spirit pushes it back there and reminds me that if I'm willing to die, then I'm willing to live. And if I have to be afraid, then I can't have my life. And that won't make sense to some folks, but since I've become willing to die in order to live, well, then I just have more peace and I'm able to do more things. And that doesn't mean I go out and do silly things. I don't go out and do dangerous things. 
I do whatever my father calls me to, which is mostly silly things. But not dangerous, just silly like walking in the woods or go help somebody with something that I might not have helped somebody with before. I just know that I'm at peace and that's all that matters. And well, this morning I was reading a little bit. And then I was reading right before I come out here and Jesus talked about that eating his body and drinking his blood stuff. And well, I see what he was talking about. What he was talking about was that he was talking about eating his words mostly. I mean, that representation of eating bread and wine is a representation of eating his body is all wonderful and all but tell you the God's honest truth I just don't do any of that because it doesn't have a whole lot of meaning to me Jesus was said to be the breath of God and so therefore I listen to God breathe I hang on every word he said and I study it because well that's what my father puts me to because he showed me and he interprets what it is I need out of that message to make my life work. Which is pretty much everything, except my interpretation here and everybody else's. And you know what? It doesn't even matter. I just posted on YouTube yesterday a video, and I think the name of it was um, Did Jesus Talk About I'm trying to remember the name of it. Did Jesus talk about reincarnation twice? I lost that word for a minute. Because twice Jesus mentioned things about that reincarnation. And the first time he said that for those that you would believe that John the Baptist was Elijah, yet that Elijah told those Pharisees when they asked him if he was Elijah, he said no. So now either both were true or neither are. Where one lied and one didn't. I believe both to be true. And so I believe that John the Baptist was the spirit of Elijah returned. Because that is what Jesus said. It's in red. It's what Jesus said. That's the breath of God. He was referred to as the word. So if he said it, it's so. That's the way I see these things for me. It's how I base my life. And the other thing that he said was that those apostles, he told them the majority of them would be here when he returned. And well, it's been 2,000 years, friend, and I don't know anybody 2,000 years old, so that means they've got to come back in spirit. So there's twice Jesus himself spoke about somebody reincarnating back into this world. So what that tells me is that, well, the Holy Spirit just showed me that anything's possible, and I don't have to understand any of it. I'm not saying it's true, as far as that everybody reincarnates. Maybe it's just a few people that my father chose, but what happened is my father done took himself out of that box that everybody had him in, and now, well, he's bigger than I am, and he gives me exactly every truth I need, and then when I'm done with it, he takes it away and gives me another one. That's how I just keep coming. What I used to believe, I don't believe anymore, but what I believe now, I probably won't believe soon because everything I come to see, I just come to see different as we go along. And 
to tell you the truth, when I'm talking on here, I'm talking about whatever comes to my mind because the truth is my truth is even greater than what it is I talk about because I can't get you to understand these things except for this is what my father pops out of my mouth because I don't come out here to give you this absolute truth. Jesus told that Pharisee that he said, how can I tell you of heavenly things if you can't even understand these earthly things? Yet my father said it over and over in different ways, and Jesus said it secretly in ways that you could figure out. But Jesus told you, that be glad that I go to the Father, because I go to the Father, the Holy Spirit will come to you. And because you receive the Holy Spirit, what I say, I will tell it to tell you, and you will receive it. And well, I've just received some things, and they're a greater truth. But what he's really done is taken all truth away. And now I don't need to put God in a box because he's far bigger than I will ever comprehend. And he showed me that. And When I don't have to put him in the box, then I don't have to put myself in the box. Instead, I can exist outside of the box with my father. And by doing that, I'm able to love more. I'm able to have more peace and more joy and be something more than I used to be, friend. I used to think I was stupid. I went to a special reading class when I was in school, when I was real young, and that kind of made me think, and I got held back in third grade, to be quite honest with you. I was never good at reading out of those books and understanding things. My father taught me that I'm good at understanding things in other ways, and I've actually got much better at them books. But what my father showed me is that I'm only as stupid as I think I am, and the smarter I think I am, the smarter I become. Even though I'm not really that smart, because I just don't need that much smarts anymore. Because everything I need to know, my father knows for me. Life is so simple, it's us that complicate it all the time. And because we complicate it, we end up with this life that is all stressful. Because, well, we don't believe that Jesus was right about my father taking care of things. And we worry about everything to death. And that might not be the way you are, friend, but that's the way I was. I was worrying about everything all the time. You know what happens if I lose everything again tomorrow after just losing almost all of it? Then I'll lose the rest. Then I'll have even less to worry about than the little I got left. Because it really doesn't even matter anymore, friend. I don't need much. My father does seem to be taking things from me and still leaves me everything I need. I really don't need anything anymore because the only thing I want to do is serve the will of God and whatever he shows me that is is what it is I'm going to do and well if he takes tools in a sewage flood <laughs> well then I don't need those tools anymore I don't need all those things that I got that I lost except for the one thing that I absolutely needed I already replaced and the other things I might miss a minute and if I need them again I'll buy them new because my father will give me what it is I need to get it again or I won't it doesn't matter what matters is I know this love of Christ and I know this joy that I found in it. And when I'm being a servant servant to his children like he asks and I just do what he tells me, then I end up at peace. And it doesn't matter whether I'm doing it wrong or right. People used to kind of worry about that with me and I've just got to the point where it doesn't even matter. What happens if I give too much then I don't have enough? 
but even if I don't have enough, I'll still have plenty because my father will give me exactly what I need, just like he always has. I just never seen it coming, and I kept being afraid, and every time I thought he wouldn't give it to me, well, I gave him the will of not giving it to me, but every time I had faith in him to do something, he always seems to do it. That's all he wants, relationship. My father wants relationship. And because relationship is what he wants, that is what he gets from me, because there's just no other greater task in this world except to give relationship to my father. That's what he created us for. And so therefore, I give to him what it is I want for myself, and that's love. And in return, he gives it to me. Sometimes he gives it to me in little ways, meaningful ways. Sometimes he gives it to me and, well, sometimes that Holy Spirit just outright says it loves me and that my Father loves me and that my Father's glad that I've joined him on, his, on this journey and that I don't have to be afraid anymore if I'll just keep coming and give him everything and ask nothing for it. And in return, I'll get everything and... That's just the way that is, so I just keep knowing that it doesn't matter what I see, because what is mine is my father's, and since what is mine is my father's, well then what my father's is, is mine. And whatever that is, is what he'll give me, and that's what I'll have. It just doesn't matter anymore, this thought of the world. This is where I need to exist so that I can serve him in whatever way it is that he wants me to serve him until, well, he doesn't want me to serve him anymore. And then at that point, when he's done with me, I imagine he'll have me done with the world. Because, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of interest in going back to being selfish. Because I'll tell you what, that's where my thought of Satan exists. That thought of Satan exists in that future moment. And there for a little bit, friend, I got hung up on the future instead of being in this present eternal moment of now. And in it, did I find hell again? And it wasn't like I did anything exceptionally wrong. I just found myself in fear. And now when I get in all this fear and this doubt, well, then that's the, just the place that I don't want to be. So being like Jesus asked me to be, and that's like the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, I just trust that he's going to feed me and dress me. And Well, if he doesn't, then I'll be naked and hungry. And then I'll come ask someone else for something. Somebody will give me something, friend. That's just the way that works. There's enough people trying to be for God that, well, somebody will help me out if I get in the jam. So I just don't know where I'm going with anything anymore, and I've got all these different paths ahead of me, and I can't look into the future to decide which one to take because it's not that time, because he told me it's not that time. He said that all I have to do is keep riding through this eternal moment, and now when I get to a fork in the road, he'll tell me whether to go right or left. I don't have to worry about it. I just have to stay in this present moment. And have faith that he's going to give me exactly what I need at the exact moment I need it. And as I've settled back into this eternal moment of now this week, because as of yesterday, I was pretty much back to where I started almost before I went and got all fearful because I kind of quit giving this stuff to God. I'll tell you what, friend, it's almost like testing the waters. 
like subconsciously, I was wondering, am I really just this peaceful from this voice and without fear, or can I still live my life the way I used to? And I kind of stepped away from this thought of God for a minute. And lo and behold, it turns out that when I step away from that thought of God, where well, that thought of God kind of steps away from me, not that it really does, because it never leaves me, but because I start believing I'm separate from that thought of God, well, then I start acting that way, and I start looking into the future, because if he isn't pretty much comforting me all the time, well, then I just start thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do in the future? But with this thought of God, he tells me not to worry about the future, and to walk with him and let him do what it is that he does, and keep reading this Jesus, and just keep following the truth of love and the love of truth. Know that I have the love of my Father because my Father has the love of me. And so that's what I've just come to accept, that I don't need to do or be any more than that. That's it. That's all I needed to be. My Father has my willingness, and I've got nothing else to give him. Everything else he has to give to me, because he's the one who knows what's right for me in the future, because for me to give my father my will means to not have one for myself outside of the one that I feel as though he has and that is to teach the love of Christ that's what I'm doing on these podcasts and videos and then of course I'm still at my full-time job helping people recover in the mental health field helping them find a newer higher thought of themselves and hoping that maybe they'll hear a little of what I say but the truth of the matter is I don't talk about Jesus there as near as much because well I've got to be one thing and the other, and it's hard to be both while you're being neither, but that's what I have to do. But my father said I don't have to be preaching at people there, that I'm doing it right here on this internet, and that's the reason he wanted me here, because here I can do it, and he can send whoever he wants to to it, if that's what he chooses. And therefore, I'm not trying to force anybody's will, I'm just doing what it is my father's will is, and that's putting it out there where the people can find it if they need it. And I don't know if anybody will ever find it. What do I know? I've got some people that re that look at it, and every now and then I get a comment or something, but most people don't pay it no mind, and it doesn't even matter. I'm doing this for my father. It's my father's responsibility to do with it what he will. I can only do what he asks me to do, and that is to take the action of doing it, and then allow him to take and tell me what the next action is and he just keeps leading me down a path and when something comes up and I know I'm supposed to do it then I do it and if I'm wrong I'm still right because I'm doing it for the love of Christ and therefore there just can't be anything wrong with doing something for the love of Christ even if it isn't right then it's wrong but it's still right because I'm doing it for the right reason and so if I get, stay on this message see that thought of Satan can't have me because even if I don't know what to do when I turn to my father and ask and I listen to this voice and I know that it's from what Jesus would ask of me well then it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong friend I'm doing the best I can with absolutely with what I have and that's all I can do I can't be accountable to know my father's will if he doesn't give it to me he gave it to me in Jesus, but there's a greater will that me and him are serving right now, and even though there's no greater message than Jesus's, it means that I have to rely on this Holy Spirit and let it just take me down this path called life. And I'll tell you what, it's become an adventure, though. 
Because, like, coming out here when I wasn't feeling well today, I was like, I can't believe I'm going out here. But when I get out here, all of a sudden I'm feeling better, and that allows me to know that God's taking care of me, that I went from not feeling good to feeling good. I went from achy to no aches at all. I went from so tired I could hardly keep my eyes open to wide awake. These aren't the things I do, it's what he does for me. And that's what I love coming out here for. I love this doing what he says and finding the joy that he's going to give me in things. And that's just the way it is. It doesn't make any sense, even though it makes all sense. All right, friends. Well, I think I've said enough. And I'm going to get back on this little walk. Just know that because my father loves you, I love you. And well, may God bless you and yours.